Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Darius Asemi with GVR. Uh, uh, good evening and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. Dr. Darius. Dr. Kabasi. Doctor again. All Doctor right. of Politics. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Unfiltered. We have a fascinating show uh, for you this evening. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on. Yeah, some really hot topics, actually. Okay. Great guests, too. People that are on Ground Zero and tell us all about what's going on. That's right. Our guests, uh, let's put our guests on the screen if they're all here. I know uh, Supervisor Buddy Mendez, who covers yes. the Reedley area, he is here. Good evening, uh, Supervisor. Uh, city Manager Nicole Ziba, which, not the honorary, but the, just the city manager. Is that correct? Correct. And Nicole Ziba is here, and Joe Prado. Uh, from uh, County, uh, Fresno County Department of Health to shed some light into what's going on in Reedley and Fresno County uh, with some very, well, with some interesting uh, happenings uh, in, in a lab, uh, both in Fresno, City of Fresno, downtown Fresno, and in, and in Reedley. Um, we have a lot to cover uh, for you on that. A lot of new information. Uh, we broke some of the some of the latest stories on this, and more stories to come tomorrow uh, from our incredible uh, team at GV Wire. Uh, but before we get to that, we have a couple of quick things uh, to cover. So just bear with us. Uh, let's put up the poll we had uh, uh, from last week, which is: Do you support the Assembly Bill 205, which will charge a fixed monthly electricity fee depending on your income? We're in California. Is it California or California? <laughs> I'm sorry, it is California. Okay. Um, so here's the respondents. Uh, respondents uh, response. So yeah, no requiring wealthy customers to pay higher rates is discriminatory. Discriminatory. So uh, let's let's put the CPUC also uh, uh, five uh, appointed members to the California Public Utilities Commission. Um, all the information is on the website. Yeah, and this at is GBY. important, folks. We should know who they are. If they're making yeah. decisions on how much we're paying for our power, they need to know how we feel about it. Uh, unfortunately, they're not elected. I wish they were, because if they were, they'd make more responsible decisions. That's right. Um, so anyhow, with that, I'm gonna. There's one other video that we we just posted on GB Wire. It's a few months old, but it's about climate change uh, that we want to play as a 90-second clip of that is Senator Robert Kennedy uh, questioning the uh, 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 Undersecretary of uh, Energy. Full disclosure, this is a different kind of Senator Kennedy, by the way. This is a Republican That's right. Senator Kennedy. That's a re Republican. <laughs> Republican Senator uh, uh, Kennedy uh, just asking questions in a, in a Senate hearing appropriations committee hearing um, in uh, a few months ago. So let's play a short clip of that, and then we'll dive into our main topic. To become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how? 
how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't right know, now. do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You reduce. don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent of if global If you know, why won't you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now, I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? There or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's the going US to reduce. You, ca you can't tell me. Either that or you won't. Okay. Um, the entirety of that video is on uh, GB Wire. Uh, uh, I think Forbes first reported it. I saw it on Facebook, actually from one of our um, viewers that had posted it. And uh, so we dug into it, and it's a very fascinating five-minute uh, Q&A of Senator Kennedy and uh, Undersecretary of, of Energy. Okay, let's see. Um, let's start off. Let's bring our guests on the screen, please. Awesome. Welcome again, buddy, Nicole, and Joe. Uh, just a brief background for those of you uh, that have not followed uh, GB Wire news over the last 24 hours. Um, there's a lab in Reedley that was um, discovered by Reedley officials uh, operating, um, I don't want to say well, illegally, Nicole, we're going to ask Nicole, uh, operating illegally. And they accidentally found out about this lab. A uh, couple of interesting pictures, uh, some hose bibs sticking out of the side of the, out of the, side, of the side of the building. Uh, which led into um, further research and investigation by the officials, uh, both in Reedley and the county, and then it, it led to this basically story that uh, that uh, there's a there's a lab that's uh, producing that that's that's testing uh, uh, and has HIV, malaria, chlamydia, uh, COVID, either bacteria or viruses. And it's doing producing tests, test kits for COVID um, uh, out, of, out of that lab. It, it wasn't uh, the city of Fresno until uh, at, at, it sounds like a few years ago, maybe two to three years ago. And it uh, burnt uh, from downtown, uh, an area in the industrial part of downtown uh, Fresno, and uh, moved <coughs> to this uh, building in Reedley um, and has been operating there. We con uh, GB Wire contacted uh, California Depu Depu Department of uh, Public Health uh, to find out what is the approval process for a lab such as this to open up. What is the accreditation? What you know? Can anybody just go get you know 800 mice and and start testing and and open up a lab? Uh, and we'll show you some of the pictures of what the what this lab looks like. Uh, one of our staff, Paul. Uh, took some uh, went out there took some great pictures uh, 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 yesterday, so and and of course unfortunately California Department of uh, Public Health, which reports directly to the governor by the way, 
uh, let's put up slide 29. They um, did not respond to GB Wire's inquiry uh, on uh, what's going on with the um, uh, what's going on with uh, with this with the lab? What does it take to get a lab approved? Can you have mice? Can you have live uh, cultures? Can you have live viruses? So unfortunately, they, they did not respond uh, to our request. We're going to continue to ask uh, the California Public Depart Department of Public Health uh, for a response on this. Uh, we're going to actually try to contact the governor tomorrow and uh, his office to see, you know, what is the process of getting uh, labs of this kind approved. And the questions that many of us have, uh, many of you have, is uh, this is a small lab that was in the city of Fresno, in downtown Fresno, and now it's in, was in Reedley, in a small town. How many other cities, are, are there other small labs in other cities uh, across the valley? I don't want to be alarmist. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to scare folks, but uh, we, I, I, I don't know, and I don't know that uh, the officials know. Uh, especially if somebody can open up a lab. So we're going to uh, turn to Nicole first for a few minutes, then uh, Joe and Buddy to kind of explain uh, what they found. Uh, by the way, I have to give credit to city manager Nicole Zeba. One of her staff several months ago is the one that discovered something unusual is going on in this building. It wasn't because of uh, her and her department. Uh, and there's a, a picture of the, of the woman that uh, as part of... Nicole staff, Jessalyn Harbor, I believe, that um, saw something unusual coming out of the side of that building and goes, what the heck are these guys doing? And then uh, city manager Ziba uh, took, uh, you know, and I'm going to let her tell us what, what she did from there, uh, but took, took several steps in action on, uh, on, uh, until, uh, until uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, until what, where we got with uh, today. Uh, with the with the condition of that lab, and we'll show you some pictures as Nicole is speaking um, of the inside of that lab. Again, Paul Marshall uh, of GB Wire uh, got a, got a chance to take a peek um, from the outside of what that what that place looks like. So we'll show you some pictures. So let me turn it over to Nicole first. Nicole, kind of give give us a little give the GB Wire audience a little background on you know again how you discovered it, the whole Zip story and what you've discovered since uh, March of this year. You got it, Darius, you got it. And I, I wanna thank you for allowing me to speak on this venue because there is so much misinformation out there. I'm reading articles that are going nationwide that are so salacious and that is not, that is not actually what is happening here. So I'm actually gonna correct you right off the bat, Darius. Um, I, I tend to do that to you, right? Um, this was not an operating lab in Reedley. Uh, this was uh, what we think was storage of lab in between Fresno sites. So we do know they were in Fresno. Uh, we do know that in back in 2020, their facility burned down. And then uh, this year in about August, Fresno Code Enforcement um, requested that they, they leave. I guess I would put it that way. Um, so we don't know exactly when they came to Reedley. It was all in the cover of night. They did not get a city business permit or city license. They did not come to the city to tell us what they were doing. The property owner didn't do anything. It was that darn green garden hose. Can you believe it? A, a piece of rubber brings down this lab that's been operating for years. And so I'm glad you brought up Jeslyn Harper. And I want to say um, I would put my code officer up against any code officer in the entire state of California. I think I've got the best. 
uh, something caught our attention. It didn't look right. We thought this building was vacant for well over a decade. Uh, she goes to investigate. Uh, lo and behold, she knocks on the door. Why not? Knock on the door. See what's in there. Somebody opens the door. Uh, a Chinese woman in a white lab coat uh, invites her in, invites the code officer in. That's the only way we can enter private property without a warrant, by the way. She starts to enter in and starts to say, what's going on here? And she's then kind of um, removed from the building or told to, to go from the building. And obviously there was something going on. Um, you already know, Darius, that I'm a little concerned about the social media and what's happening with the timeline of things. If I had come out to the public December, late, late December and said, hey, we found a green garden hose on a building, that's really not news, right? We didn't know what we had. We really didn't know what we had. And so we started to investigate. We actually started to look and see when are people entering this facility? Wait, in the cover tonight. Oh, okay. We need to we need to really investigate. We pulled in partners. Um, Joe Prado, who's here. I'm glad you have Joe on because Joe is absolutely my partner in crime on this. Um we've been joking that when this is all done, I think we both need uh, padded cells, right? Because this is just a crazy story. So um county public health has been there with us from the beginning. Um, very quickly, it was apparent we needed to pull in some high power investigation, so FBI, et cetera. Um, and we had to start an investigation. And I, I hear the public outcry of, why didn't you tell us? There are many investigations that are going on where we simply can't tell the public, one, because we don't know what's happening yet, where that's why we're investigating. And two, the FBI was very clear with us, do not go public with anything yet because we don't know what's what's here and we don't want all these people to scatter in the wind and we'll never know. I will say this though, public safety, public health and safety, number one priority, number one. It's not cliche, it is the truth. We had folks go in there, we had to get a warrant because it's private property, government can't just enter. We had to prove to a judge that we had enough information that proved we needed to get in there. We went in there with Department of Toxic Substance Control and Environmental Health. We had air testing and materials testing. We really wanted to make sure our public was safe. When that proved that there was nothing airborne, we knew we didn't need to go with our, with our evacuation or hazard plan, that we could then continue forward with our investigation plan. Um, so you already know I'm kind of fired up about the controversy of the timing of things because you cannot go to the public when you don't know what you have and you cannot go to the public when you when you risk losing the integrity of your investigation. So let me fast forward because there are also um, Joe really needs to speak to you about that item you brought up with how many of these are there because this is the biggest issue of, of everything that we need to be talking about. Um, but where we are right now, this is important for the public. Where we are right now, we uh, we did find the mice, and we can talk about the mice later because that is kind of the, the eye-opener part of this. Um, we had to get an abatement warrant from the judge to humanely euthanize these mice that were being kept inhumanely, were very stressed, were very, um, they were not sick and diseased according to the state vet. By the way, who knew we had a state vet? I now do. Um, they were uh, so stressed and in such poor condition that the, the vet recommended euthanasia. So we did get a warrant to humanely euthanize the mice. Um, as an animal lover, and yes, I even love mice, hurts my heart, but we had to do that. Uh, we then had to get a warrant to go in and uh, remove the biologicals. We did that under a health officer order. So Joe Prado, can we speak to that? I, health officer order is his, his bailiwick, not mine. Right now, the mice are gone, the biologicals are gone. 
What the public is seeing right now, it's happening this week, is we did go back to the judge for an abatement warrant to abate the 30 fridges and freezers, including the two negative 80 freezers. Um, all of those had been sterilized and disinfected by the company that was hired, the experts that were hired to get rid of the biologicals. So this facility we knew was safe at this point. So the public is seeing us dispose of materials, machinery, packaging, uh, things of that nature right now. And um, ultimately what will be left when we are done, and I'm assuming probably the end of August or so, uh, that that warehouse will then again be vacant. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, city manager, we have some questions coming in from our viewers. Uh, one question from Joe is, uh, do we know if the lab is owned by the Chinese government or anyone from China? Do we know that at all? You know, so um, I, during I, the, oh, go ahead, Nicole. Yeah, um, so so everything, everything is under investigation. There's been no um, direct connect with the Chinese government. I know that is a very salacious point right now and a very important point right now, by the way. Um, there's been no indication of that. that there is indication, there is proof that these are Chinese nationals who were operating and, and in this company, but they're, um, I'm gonna to leave to Joe the remaining part of that. It's a great question. I understand the, the question. Way, let me jump in. We're gonna actually get to that in a minute. I wanna go over that. What's in the lab, what you've discovered, how does a lab like this have permission to operate? Uh, I wanna hear from Joe and Buddy, cause this is in Buddy uh, Mendez's uh, district. And then, and then there's a small clip we're going to play. Um, uh, Supervisor Maxick uh, comes on, makes some comments, uh, plus uh, Councilmember Bredefeld. We're going to play that in a few minutes. But, uh, and and we, we are going to get to who owns the lab, who owns the building. Uh, are they U.S. nationals? Are they California national uh, residents? Are they Chinese nationals? Are they Asian or Korean? We, so we have a little bit of information. Uh, and we'll get to that in, in, in a few minutes, but uh, so just be patient, uh, be patient with us. Before we do that, I want yeah. to just cover one thing. I'm so glad to hear the FBI's on the case. That it's yeah. reassuring for me. But can you tell us what other federal agencies are involved? Great question. And I, I don't mean to make light, but the joke that we kind of banter about is that we've been dealing with the entire alphabet soup of agencies. So we have the FBI, we have the FDA, who's been superb, by the way. We have the CDC, we have the IRS, we have um, the uh, California Department of Public Health or CDPH and their FDB, which is Food and Drug Branch. Um, you know, I probably could go on with more alphabet soup, but as you can see, there are many, many partners that have been involved in this at all levels uh, of this investigation. So, okay, so let me, let me just uh, get back on. So, uh, question for Joe, how does a lab like this, and I know you got to get state of California approval. Uh, let's put up that uh, screen, uh, that slide again, slide 29. How does, for, for our viewers, how, first of all, how do we know there's not more of these labs? We're going to talk about, you know, who owns it or where they're from or where they're not from, but in, in a few minutes, and that information, by the way, is unfolding. We have information on... Uh, lab operator, lab owner, and a building owner. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in a few minutes, and I, I would like to get uh, Nicole's uh, feedback on that. But for our audience, how does somebody go about, can I open up a lab? And by the way, this lab produced, and correct me, Joe, if, if you do know this, because they were in Fresno first, right, in downtown Fresno. And we'll show you a picture of where they were in, in a minute. But 
they're doing te uh, eight HIV tests and COVID-19 testing by and large. Is that, does, do you, do you so know that, Joe? They were, yeah, they were doing uh, what we have, the information we have is they were doing COVID-19 test kits and they were doing pregnancy test kits. Okay. Um, that's okay. what we, that's what we were able to validate thus far that what's on site, you know, to get to the question about laboratory authority and who um, licensed them, I'm going to separate that up into two buckets. The first bucket is going to be a lab that actually does testing on human beings. So that's clinical for diagnostic purposes. So when you, you and I uh, go to a local lab for our blood work to see what our um, diabetes looks like for the month, right? That is done through actually California Department of Public Health Laboratory Field Services. They are actually enforcing the federal regulations for laboratories that do human type of testing. Um, in this particular situation, there is no statement by the business owner that they were doing any type of human type of testing. They were doing research and development. And this is the key issue for the viewers and for our community. Because they were doing research and development, this is where there's opportunities at the federal and state level to really evaluate the regulations that really aren't there for a privately funded uh, research and development lab. And that's kind of what this kind of leans itself into. Because there is no public funding within this particular um, lab, there is uh, really an opportunity to assess what are the regulations on the books that we have at the federal level and, and how can that be implemented at the state and then ultimately with the local collaboration as well. So that's the big difference we have in those two different buckets here. Got it. Uh, I, I'm going to let uh, Buddy, Buddy, you and I had a, a conversation about this uh, yesterday. Uh, this is in your district. Uh, it was in the city of Fresno, uh, uh, council district, and now it has moved to the county. Uh, I don't know if any of us know the exact timing. The other lab sounds like uh, burnt in 2020, so this, this operation in Reedley may have been open for several years, is that correct, Nicole? Would you know that? No. No, no, no. They were they were still operating out of their burned out building in Fresno for quite a number of years after. So it was only recently in 2022. So we believe they came to Reedley in October 2022. There is a signed lease, and I know you're going to get to that. So we can talk about that when we get to it. Okay. Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what happens uh, in your district uh, of Fresno County, and there's been, and I'm, we'll show a video of, of one of your colleagues uh, here in a minute, but I'm going to get your uh, feedback on what uh, has transpired over the last week um, and, and the last 24 hours on this and what steps is the uh, Fresno County Board of Soups taking going forward? Okay, it, what we can do is very limited because these deals happened in the city were I think uh, well, Councilman Bozo was saying that you know we need to you know have some kind of uh, sorry, action from say that say that again, okay. Councilman Bozo. <laughs> okay, who are you referring to? Well, it could be any council member to be fair. Right a film. Okay, okay, got okay. It. He is saying that the county should do something, but. In reality, I, we've already started talking to county council. Even if we had an ordinance, it would only affect the county where Reedley is a, an incorporated city. So it couldn't affect technically Reedley, but 
in reality, because their uh, their jurisdiction is really federal, they could just stick their nose up at us, and we don't really have much of a chance to to do anything in court to make our uh, you know ordinance stand up. So we really need federal legislation to clean this up. Okay, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of maybe this is more for Supervisor Mendez, buddy. You know, we watch cable news networks and they say all kinds of things. Why do you think um, my colleague, Councilmember Bredefeld, uh, chose to bring this <laughs> chose to bring this up in the way he did? Um, I, I mean, what do you think was the real issue? Because a lot of folks are very sensitive because of COVID. They're sensitive to China. Um, I'm not saying there's xenophobia, but there's a lot of anger uh, about where the virus came from and the impact it had on us. And this kind of plays into that. What do you think is going on politically? Well, I think it's a, a slap at uh, Steve Brandau, who he's running against. But the trouble with Gary is Gary shoots from the hip, and he doesn't even know what he's shooting at. You know, he he doesn't understand how county government works. Like even the, he was talking about, oh, we should have been, we're public servants. We should have put this out as soon as we knew about it. Well, I think Nicole laid it out. Joe's going to lay it out some more. There's an in, uh, ongoing investigation. Now, you tell me anywhere, like in the city, that when you've had problems, it never got investigated because everybody's quacking about it. No, to be fair, right? discretion is important, uh, especially for public safety matters. That's, that's true. I mean, there's the yeah. there's the balance of public. But, but you said something earlier that interests me. This is the kind of thing where... Are we as cities and counties equipped for this? Is this more of a federal thing where the CDC would come in or the federal FDA would come in? Well, I think you need all hands on deck, you know, yeah. if there's a problem, you know, but there needs to be a clear who actually uh, allows them to run, who inspects them. Do they expect the locals to help them inspect them? There's a lot, there's a lot to this. It's not that simple. And I think, uh, and I'll just use his name, uh, our uh, Congressman Costa's office has said that there's been several runs at this in Congress to try to fix this, and it hasn't gone anywhere. So there needs to be a good bipartisan bill out there to kind of clean this up. I'm going to ask one Yeah, oh, yeah and I just want to add, add to uh, Supervisor Mendez. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, this is going to take federal, state, and local collaboration to make it effective. As you can see right now, uh, we need a federal regulation. Uh, we then need the state um, actually to enforce. And then we're gonna need those local resources for us to be able to collaborate. You know, th there's some, some thoughts in our community that the local public health department knows about what every laboratory in the county has and what type of testing they're doing. And the answer is no, that doesn't fall under our authority. And we, so we don't know what every single lab is doing because there is no federal or state regulation that really dictates for us to know and then have the resources, of course, to be able to support that type of collaboration or any type of oversight if it is at the local level. Joe, I have a question for you and Council Member Krabasi. If this lab was first operational in the city of Fresno, then who would have jurisdiction to make sure they're operating appropriately? I mean, they were there for some time. I don't know if it's a year or more. Uh, who has authority or jurisdiction to make sure this lab is operating appropriately. First question to Joe, I know it's Fresno County, and then Council Member uh, Carbasi. Uh, 
What does it? What does the city of Fresno do to make sure that the labs are up? Any business, including this lab, by the way, if I um, my information is correct, uh, Fresno County EDC was very excited to have this lab uh, open up in Fresno County and uh, in downtown Fresno. This was uh, several years ago. Uh, more of those stories coming out on uh, GV Wire. Please uh, stay tuned as this thing unfolds and we get uh, a lot more information. But Joe, can you answer that question? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So in their business operation, when they were operating in the city of Fresno, the research and development, if they were, if that was included in the city of Fresno's operational statement through their permit process, the research and development, like we've discussed today, it doesn't fall under any regulatory authority if it is privately funded. So there, there, I believe there's an opportunity to really dig into those regulations more because there really isn't somebody responsible. If in the city of Fresno business operational statement, if there was an omission of them doing clinical type of testing on human beings, again, um, that means there is no um, California Department of Public Health actually involved. So depending on what they stated they were gonna do, there could potentially have been during city of Fresno, no federal state oversight during their operation. Now that's just the lab portion of it. Now let's move into the other part of their operation they generated more than likely medical waste. So even if you're doing research and development, because you're managing infectious agents, there is a protocol for you to manage medical waste appropriately. So that actually would fall under the California Department of Public Health and under their medical waste program. And there is a permit required for that there. And that would require them to have a contract with the vendor to dispose of that medical waste appropriately. So Joe, un Joe, under me, that piece, Joe, there would be. Joe, let, let me interrupt you for a second. I want to make sure that our uh, uh, video guys are putting up the slides that we need to. Let's start with slide 12 and keep, because we have great pictures of inside of this, uh, well, from the outside of what this building looks like. Let's start with 12 and just keep circling. As uh, Joe, Joe is talking. Let's kind of put those up. There yeah. we go. Joe, sorry, yeah. go ahead, please. Yeah, absolutely. So the medical waste program, that is one piece. The second piece that they would need, if they meet a certain threshold that having chemicals on site, then our department um, would issue them a hazardous waste permit for having those chemicals on site if they meet that certain threshold. So those are two permits they would need to operate, taking that under consideration under the city of Fresno piece. Do we know, do you know if City of Fresno issued those permits? So um, I don't know if City of Fresno issued those business permits. Um, the medical waste permit, we would have to check in with California Department of Public Health. For the, our department, we did issue a permit for their hazardous waste materials at that City of Fresno site. Mike, can you, do you have any other information not on this from the city? Not on this particular, okay. particular facility. No, okay. Uh, the, 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 what we do have in this city, though, and I, I commend the code enforcement officer because it doesn't matter what city you're in. Th this was not a licensed facility. So we're talking about the process of getting a license. And while it would go through the planning department, we do not provide that license comes from the C California Department of Public Health. Um, what we do have, though, is we've had ordinances regarding blighted buildings and buildings that are vacant. And so those are registered. So typically we have proactive code enforcement where they go out there. And this is the one reason to support proactive because they will find these facilities that are vacant. But it's the same issue you deal with with human trafficking. It's illegal. People try to hide it. So how do we actually uh, expose these types of things and how do we respond when we do? Okay. They put up uh, slide 10 again. Jesslyn Harbor uh, was uh, the person working for city manager Nicole Ziba 
that first uh, discovered this? Some, uh, just a water hose taken out of the out of the building, and from what we understand, there is uh, blood and other uh, parts that were being uh, flushed out. And Nicole, can you uh, is that is that a true statement? Not no, not verifiable. No, I've seen those on social media, and I I do want to. If you'll just give me one minute, Darius, to say to the public out there. So what I see on social media is, oh my God, what did they put in my water? And oh my gosh, what were they flushing down the drain into the sewer system? So I want to be clear with the public: both sewer and water heavily regulated by the state. We test both sources, water and sewer, daily, weekly, quarterly, yearly, different types of tests. As soon as we knew that there was anybody operating in this facility and we had an inkling that there was some sort of lab something going on and i'm going to call it storage by the way there was no operation going on here but lab storage we went back and reviewed all of the records on those lab tests that were done on water and on wastewater and we went all the way back through the summer because we didn't know when they had gone into that facility so i want to assure the public that no irregularities on those testing showed up and in fact, for the water system itself, um, businesses are required in, in California to have what's called a, black, a backflow prevention device. And they, this device was working fine. It wasn't tampered with. Nothing got into the water system and nothing showed up as an irregularity in the sewer system. Now, that is not the case. That is not the case for the trash. We know that because they were acknowledging that when the mice would die, they would simply throw them in the trash can. That's a problem, a big problem. Okay. I'm going to ask uh, uh, City Manager Ziba a follow-up question. So this is getting national attention. Um, obviously, when you're like our city, you're probably concerned about your tax base. If this is going to get negative press for Reedley. Can you give me the top three things you've read that you think are not accurate, they want people to know aren't true? That's a great question, well, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, the first big one, first big one. And I read this from the Daily Mail. Their headline said, uh, lab manipulating viruses. There was no indication that that was happening whatsoever. And there's no indication that this lab even had any what are called select agents. So all these things we learn, they don't teach us in city manager school, but the CDC teaches us. Um, these labs are not allowed to have select agents. So they're heavily regulated by the CDC. CDC found none of those on site. They found things that any licensed permitted operational lab could have, um, not in Reedley, thank you. Um, but number one, no manipulation of viruses, right? I, I see that and it makes me cringe, makes me cringe. The other is our water and our sewer system is unsafe now. No, it's not. We regulate it heavily. Please don't go down that road. And three, and this makes me cringe as well. The Chinese government is trying to infiltrate America and get out to Lamar or whatever, whatever. There is no indication whatsoever that the governments were involved in any of this. Now, some of that could be under investigation from federal partners that I am unaware of, but at this time, it looks like what we have is a group of people who were making some money, um, making pregnancy tests and COVID tests and whether or not those were really licensed and allowed under the FDA. I think uh, GB Wire just kind of uncovered that uh, today, right, Darius? Yes. Um, FDA did three calls. And so uh, those, those are the three top ones. So I really appreciate you uh, asking that question. No, that, that was great, Mike. Now, let, let's go to slide 35 and actually put up the what we know about the folks that are operating the lab, uh, own the building, uh, so they start at the bottom, the property owner out of Oakland, California, uh, uh, Nin Hu Young. Uh, the Prestige Biotech 
from what, uh, what we understand is are the folks that actually operate the lab. They used to uh, finance or were part of the creditors of Universal Meditech. Um, and uh, that's uh, the, the president pronounced uh, Su Chin Yao, uh, uh, president of uh, Prestige Biotech. That's what we know so far. And of course, the Universal Meditech a former CEO, Zhao Wang, and uh, the current CFO, CEO, Secretary, Zhao Zhao Wang. Uh, Nicole, do you have any information on these, uh, on the folks? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Let me let me say that there is a, a property owner in the Bay Area who's had this property for some time. There is a, a lease that was signed that was never hidden. Um, now, it's, it doesn't go to the city. A lot of people think we get copies of all leases and real estate transactions. We had no idea this lease had been signed. There's no indication that this property owner knew what Prestige was going to do in this building or put into this building. And from all intents and purposes, what it looks like is when Fresno kind of got rid of them in August, they needed a quick location for storage because they were actually building a 17,000 square foot site in Fresno. So they intended to go back to Fresno. Do you know um, where that I, was, Nicole? Do you know where that site is that they're going to go back to? I do, and I'm not going to say it right now. If Joe okay. wants to say it, he can say it. What okay. I do want to say is as soon as we discovered that, I reached out to Georgianne White, and she has been fabulous. Georgianne White, by the way, a city manager of the city of Fresno. Correct. Okay. So I want to. I really want to give her um, some kudos for working with us on a very difficult situation on this. Um, and, you know, frankly, we, we had this conversation that – it needs to stop in Reedley, right? We're a small town, we're a rural town, but gosh darn it, we're not gonna kick the can down the road, right? As my police chief likes to say, we're gonna ride that Bronco till it stops bucking. Um, it's gonna stop in Reedley. We knew we were gonna take a hit for that, right? It would have been easier to just let them go back to Fresno and have our community not know what was going on. And trust me, I'm taking hits from my community nonstop on this because they don't really believe the story and they're scared. And that's where, uh, Darius, I mentioned to you, I'm a little fired up. I think those of us in leadership positions, appointed, elected, et cetera, we really need to be working together to, to ease the public sphere, not stoke it. Um, so anyways, I wanna give Georgianne a lot of credit for working with us and um, a lot of help to make sure that this stopped in Reedley, the Bronco could stop fucking here. Mike? Yeah, no, I, I just want to say, as a council member of the city of Fresno, um, you know, I appreciate that a lot because it's easy to, you know, look the other way or to pass it on to someone else. But uh, we, our city manager, wouldn't do that to anybody either. So I appreciate that you uh, you're there, doing that. There's several comments on our Facebook Live from uh, uh, Jose Saldana and Joe Martinez. Say this is unfiltered, the name of uh, name of our show. So please say where the location is. <laughs> Uh, so whatever you feel comfortable uh, sharing uh, uh, with the audience, uh, and, and I know you know you have to follow all the rules and regs uh, and, and privacy laws, uh, but you, you you we you believe they they're trying to open back up in the city of Fresno. Is that correct? Yeah, there's uh, there's been indications that they do want to reopen um, in the city of Fresno. There's a particular site, and just um, I I don't have the address memorized. Uh, Roughly so I can't. Town is it in? Uh, you know, all I know it's Botella Avenue. That's all I know. Botella uh, uh, Avenue. Okay. Um, and so, and again, this is so important for every jurisdiction to work together. And so I appreciated our collaboration with City of Fresno. 
working with them and just coming, giving them a heads up. Um, um, uh, Nicole was able to do that on her, her end. We did it with our staff as well. We wanted to make sure City of Fresno was aware of who was showing interest in showing um, and really setting up a new a new lab actually and a whole new facility out there. So we definitely had to communicate with our partners out at City of Fresno. Got it. Ike. Uh, buddy, uh, just a question for you. I mean, it is your district. How much damage do you think, and we're going to play a clip of the press conference in a moment, how much damage do you think that's going to play in terms of the city-county relationship? Because we have a lot of things we're negotiating right now. Well, I think it's pretty bad, you know, uh, when you keep taking pot shots at your, you know, fellow county, uh, your, you know, government, and just that's all you do is take pot, pot shots and don't even know what you're shooting at or even understand the subject very well. I mean, that just uh, continues bad, uh, bad relationship. And I, I just want to say right now, Mike, you're probably have done a great job. And if anybody's totally trusted on the city council from the board of supervisors, it's you. Okay. That sounds like a, I appreciate that yeah. <laughs> endorsement. Let me, there's a couple, funny. Um, couple of questions and I want to take the first, and I think Mike is going to maybe take the second from uh, Michael Schwabenland uh, uh, question. Was there any permit or permit compliance pro protocol that was missed that could have stopped these activities earlier? That's probably a question for uh, Joe. Yeah, I thank you for having the questions up on the screen. That is super helpful. And so permit or, or compliance protocol, um, this is where we need those federal regulations. I think what, what um, under this situation and city really has really been great to do is that uh, we don't, we have a lack of federal regulations for a research lab that is privately funded. And this is where our opportunity is at the federal and state level. Because there's, there's absence of these regulations, yeah, um, there really isn't nobody really assigned to manage and oversee those particular assets in our community. So I think there's room for, uh, for improvement and opportunity there. And if you could bring up the second question, that would have been a really good. Will this trigger new procedures and stricter oversights? Oh, I, I hope, I definitely hope it does. I, I hope these conversations and what, uh, what City of Ridley and County of Fresno has done together will hopefully elevate this to a higher level within the federal and state infrastructure to be really sit down at the table and let's figure this out. Um, and I think every community uh, across the United States is going to have these questions. And I think we all have um, responsibilities as public servants to say we're, we're learning from this incident and we're gonna take some action to mitigate this for the next time. So, you know, the, go ahead, Nicole. I would give you two different answers than Joe gave you because he's giving you the public health standpoint and I would give you the city standpoint of, you know, the first question, um, put, put them back up just a minute so I can get them in, in the order. First question is, was there any permit or permit compliance protocols that was missed that could have yeah. stopped these activities yeah. early? Have, have these folks walked through the doors of City Hall to get a business license? Right there, smack dab right there. We asked folks, what are you doing? Where are you going? Um, this would not have been allowed had we known. Um, so yeah, this was done under the cover of night. They did not want us to know they were there um, I think it's because they were going to be there for such a short time, probably didn't want to have to pay the city, right? Um, so it, that could have been stopped right there had they applied for a business license, come in the city, they did not. And I think Joe is right. From here, it leads to a much larger issue, though, and that is, frankly, 
how many more of these places are out there? And is the federal government going to step up and help us locals by putting in some regulations that that deal with this? That's really the, the, the million-dollar question. How many more of these small labs are out there in, in Fresno County and Central California that uh, we don't know about that have illegally uh, operating illegally uh, and uh, you know having nefarious uh, activities. Uh, so Nicole, are you reaching out to um, our congressman and woman? Well, really, Congressman Costa. From what I understand, is this is his district, right? Congressman Costa's and yeah. con Congressman Valadeo, and of course, uh, um, Congressman McCarthy. Yeah, and I have to really, really, again, just thank uh, Congressman Costa because we are new to him. We got redistricted into his district just this past redistricting. Um, one call to his office to say, uh, help, we don't know what we've got here. And he immediately made calls. Not only that, I have to tell you, he came to Reedley so that I could drive him around. He could see what we were looking at. He even got out of the car and took pictures of it. And he said, this is not right. Um, and that's when he mentioned to Joe and I that... There have been federal attempts before. You know how Congress is working or not working right now, right? But he's taken a personal interest in this. He's even called me at home to find out how things are going. And I think, wow, a congressman who takes that much interest in his district and in his community, and we haven't even been in his district that long. Um, I don't see a D or an R on his sleeve. I see somebody who cares deeply about the people who live in his district. And so I just want to put that out there that he has been phenomenal. And I think He's eager, uh, kind of chomping at the bit, uh, to help us with this on the federal level. Yeah, exactly. Again, we want to make sure that uh, there's no other, uh, I don't want to call it sleeper cells, but uh, illegal labs um, that are operating without permit, without California. Again, I'm, I'm upset at California Department of Public Health. I'm going to put that screen back up, screen 29. Uh, for not responding back to us. Uh, that really ultimately is uh, Governor Newsom that oversees that department. Uh, what is the uh, approval process? What is the regu regulatory process? California regulates and sometimes over-regulates everything from carbon uh, production to gas mileage on, on our cars. Uh, but in this case, they would not return. They said, just go to check out our website uh, for any infractions or what it takes to open up a lab. Uh, and we hope to contact the governor's office tomorrow to get uh, more information on how do labs in California get approval from California Department of Public Health. I mean, we, we need that information. The public should know what the process is. I mean, hey, we're home builders and developers. Before we can develop a piece of property, we go through so many hoops to get the property approved, go through all the environmental I mean, if we produce a little bit more dust than, than, um, than uh, we said we would, we're going to get massive fines from uh, San Joaquin Air, Air Pollution Control District. So to, for California Department, Department of Public Health uh, not to correspond with us, uh, we're, we're very disappointed. And we're going to be contacting the governor's office uh, tomorrow. Uh, our uh, uh, journalist on this, uh, Edward Smith, will be. Uh, to get more information on what is what does it take to open open up one of these labs in the state of California, and how many uh, records does the state of California have on existing labs, and who's overseeing them and regulating them? So we'll hopefully get to the bottom of this. Uh, uh, we will not uh, let that go until we get some answers from our state of California and the governor's office. Uh, 
let's see, what else? Um, Mike? Any, uh, yeah, sure. No, I was just wondering, um, we talked about any... I want actually, I mean, if I may put yeah. slide 35. So our reporter, uh, Edward Smith, who's, uh, who's done several of these articles, by the way, in collaboration with David Taub, our other senior uh, reporter, shared with me that sounds like everybody's a California resident except maybe the folks uh, from Prestige. There may be uh, non-California residents. We don't know that. I don't want to make any speculations, uh, but uh, we hope to get to the bottom of this. Regardless of where they're from or what they've opened up, we want to make sure they're following uh, local, state, and federal regulations before they operate. Um, Legally. I'm going to piggyback on that. So, so maybe some of the federal partners have filled you in. I'm wondering, though, what are the next steps when it comes to the criminal justice system? Uh, do we know where these people are? Is there any leads on that? And then will there be penalties maybe from, I'm guessing it'd be the federal level, it'd be on, beyond county. Is, any, is there any indication of that? Because what I would like to do is have national stories about the consequences for this kind of action. So the next time someone wants to do it, they'll think twice of doing it in the valley. You know, I'm going to chime in here and say there are still active investigations going on. Um, and I don't want any of those investigations to yield less than they should. And if something goes public too soon and we, we, we trudge on that investigation and we can't prosecute, that would be the worst in my case. So I'm going to give you the typical government answer, which I haven't done through this whole thing, to say no comment. Uh, no comment on the fact that you know there's FBI investigations going on into this? Is, is that what it was? I'm sorry, Nicole. <laughs> Still no comment. So, so really it has to do with what laws have they broken? Right. What, you know, what is the consequence? That's what I'm hearing that you want to know. And that's where I'm going to say no comment to because I want to be able to fully prosecute if something is found prosecuted. Let me put it this way. For the county and for Reedley, have you reached out to federal partners asking them to investigate this so that we can inflict criminal penalties if any exist? Is that oh, fair? Yeah. There, On that there. regard, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing that I find out, I could tell you uh, 25 years of city stuff, right? Um, but to learn about all the federal stuff going on, wow, this is really interesting stuff at the federal level. So the FDA is involved. Um, obviously, pregnancy tests, COVID tests would be regulated under that. They have a full investigative branch themselves. So not only the FBI, which we mentioned, but the FDA's investigative branch. We have CDPH, which is California, and their investigative branch. And then we also have the district attorneys that are involved in this. Um, it, it's just a really great group of partners. Um, we have been communicating mm -hmm. weekly on this in some very large kind of Zoom, Zoom or Teams calls. Um, and ultimately, there are things that even they cannot share with us at this point. I'm going to uh, play a, a, a brief video, Supervisor Maxig's comments and a few comments from uh, Council Member Bredefeld. Uh, it's a short clip. We'll play uh, about a minute of that, and I want to get reaction from uh, Supervisor Mendez uh, on, on, on this clip. Let's roll that out, please. I want to start off by talking about that particular lab, which is called Universal Meditech. And that lab first came to Fresno County actually back in 2019. Um, this particular uh, business uh, has been operating, and a lot of its operations appear to be 
um, you know, done in a way where the CDC has had some complaints and concerns, and so they were no longer able to operate. Prestige Biotech, that company, is licensed in Nevada, not California. One address listed for this company is a vacant building in Las Vegas. Uh, what's interesting is in Reedley, when this lab opened up in Reedley, they did not pull a permit. Uh, it's my understanding they just showed up at a site and started operating. So what do we know about this lab in Reedley? On March 3rd, the Reedley code enforcement officers investigated the site after seeing an illegally attached garden hose. On March 16th, the warehouse was inspected and it was discovered that the lab was producing COVID-19. There is blood, tissue, bodily fluid samples, and thousands of vials with fluids that are not labeled. So as we began to inspect uh, this facility, um, there were a lot of things were not, which were not up to code, a lot of concerns that we had, and so the county immediately contacted different agencies, state and federal agencies, for assistance. The lab apparently illegally disposed of medical waste, and it's believed it went to the landfill. And most importantly, why wasn't the public informed of this illegal lab and what was found? There were comments that the county did not inform the public, and I want to let you know I'm looking at three different notices that were issued publicly on April 21st, uh, then again on May the 31st, and uh, finally in June. The public has a right to know what did the Board of Supervisors know about the lab, when did they know it, and why didn't they inform the public? And again, regarding a lot of these comments that are out there that uh, the public was in jeopardy, I can tell you that the Department of Public Health wanted to make sure that the, the immediate area was never in jeopardy. How can the public be assured no medical waste was disposed of in our water systems? Number six, were any safety measures in place at this illegal lab to protect the public from spread of COVID or the infectious agents they were experimenting with? So a lot of these comments from different individuals out there about somehow the, the public's uh, health or safety was ever in jeopardy or that the, the county somehow, somehow is trying to hide things, that is not the truth. You can find these on the uh, Fresno County Department of Public Health website. Um, and actually, I'm going to give these to the media because I've got some interviews I'm going to be doing today to try to dispel some myths that are out there. We believe COVID spread from the Wuhan lab. And it could have come from this lab as well. I want to, I know you, Mike, I know you want to jump in. <laughs> I want to ask actually Joe first briefly, and then I'm going to go to Buddy. And then you're going to jump okay. in. Yeah, right. I know you have a lot of comments about that clip. Uh, I may not. No, go ahead. It is unfiltered. You can say whatever no, you okay. want. Go ahead. Okay. No F words. No, he was F no, only this, once, this not twice. This is not carb. Don't worry. No, 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 okay, no, no That's no. right. That was a finger. I'm talking <laughs> about the F, F bomb. Don't okay. worry. Uh, Joe, brief uh, from uh, as as a health official for the Fresno County, uh, brief comment on that, and then I'm going to go to Supervisor Mendez for his comments. Absolutely. Uh, the main thing with the public health department is making sure we maintain our our public's health completely. And we were able to do that. And we were only able to do that because of City of Reedley's swift action to really um, solidify and contain that um, site. Once we had that in place, 
we were always, always monitoring. So uh, Nicole shared a little bit about the water and the air testing that was done. But then we have our syndromic surveillance we have in place at every emergency room. We're able to see whether or not there's symptoms being presented with City of Reedley residents or with the entire Fresno County population that are out of, out of the norm. And we didn't observe any type of anomalies through that surveillance tool. The second surveillance tool we had in place was actually um, through COVID, we have wastewater surveillance and clinical surveillance. So we were looking to see if there's any unusual variants popping up in the community. And there wasn't any abnormal variants being, being uh, that popped up in our surveillance. So really rest assured that the community was safe. This was contained and we needed to move through our legal process to really be able to manage this response and really start to evaluate what's on site and then destroy everything on site. So there was that public notification like uh, Supervisor Max said did, we did that completely. And so that is something we do normal in everyday operations. For example, our public health department, when we shut down a restaurant because they didn't meet compliance, that's on our website, it's available. We don't do a press release about it. And the same situation here, this was completely contained through our collaboration with the city of Reedley. And so there wasn't a harm to the overall community because it was contained. I, I got a question for you. A question came on Lisa Neil Meyer said, what city of Fresno official brought them to Fresno originally? Wasn't there, uh, and I think there's a story coming out if it hasn't come out already tonight uh, on, uh, uh, there was a lot of folks, I, I'm gonna say EDC was looking at attracting this lab. Do you know anything about that, Joe? Or about no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Nicole, do you know anything about that? that I'm talking City of Fresno. Uh, the EDC was trying to recruit them to come to the City of Fresno. Yeah, um, and and by the way, Lisa, uh, thank you for the question. Um, and Daria, someday you're going to meet the other greatest women off-roader in Lisa. Um, so I don't know if she planted that question or not. Um, so the EDC is out there recruiting in businesses. They don't know at the time that they're recruiting them in. They don't check every little box off, right? They're trying to recruit them in to see if they're going to fit. Um, I, don't think, I don't think the EDC needs to be involved in this conversation at all. I'm glad they're out there trying to recruit businesses for our valley and biotech businesses for our valley. They didn't Great know point. that. Great that this, point. Yeah. We just got to make sure the state of California is doing its job appropriately uh, on approving licenses. Now, if somebody wants to open up a lab, doesn't tell people, doesn't tell the city, they just go in and start you know, bringing mice in and start testing and, and uh, sell <coughs> COVID tests or malaria or HIV test, test kits illegally, some that may or may not work. I mean, uh, that, that's on them. By the way, stay tuned. There's a lot more information coming out on GB Wire. Tomorrow morning on, on KMPH uh, Wired Wednesdays uh, between 7.30 and 7.45, uh, we will be on uh, as we are every Wednesday to discuss, and we'll discuss this topic uh, on KMPH uh, 26 uh, and, and more from our, our team in, in the coming days. So stay tuned to, uh, to GB Wire on this. Uh, Mike, you had a question. Okay, so oh, here I, we go. You know, I, I I do want to ask this question because at the very last moment of that clip, a comment... and we didn't let Buddy speak, but you're going to no, go. No, no, no. Go for it. You go. Refer to the Godfather. Okay, buddy. Well, thank you. Uh, no, I just uh, on that clip, especially with Gary. I mean, I, I learned a long time ago never argue with a, a crazy person. So, because we'll forget who the crazy person actually is. So, uh, I mean, it, that, that was just pure scare tactics with no facts. And when he's sitting there like he's got facts, he doesn't. You know, he's like Joe McCarthy.
in the uh, back in the fifties, just well, with scare tactics. Right. Well, that's 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 saying something. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. This is more for Mr. Prado. Um, there is a serious question about whether or not there is a connection with the Wuhan lab potential leak of COVID. Now, I, I, this is my personal opinion. Um, this is not coming from a place of xenophobia. We do know the ground zero for COVID was in China. And whether it was on purpose or not, I'm always curious if we've been transparent with what they shared with the public, because economically, it's destroyed so much in our country. But that's a whole other debate. Do we know if there was any connection whatsoever to that? Because that's a very serious charge. That's something that federal officials are looking into. I know we've said that there's probably no connection with the governments. We don't think there's anything there. That's a very serious charge. Do we have any information on that whatsoever? We don't have any information of any connection of these activities to the Chinese government or to um, any other lab in China. I want to uh, go ahead. There was no COVID uh, manufacturing or anything like that, correct? We don't have any evidence of that at this time. Joe, yeah. I have a follow-up question for you. Is that it, Mike? Yep. Uh, follow-up question for you. You said this earlier, and I want to kind of have you ask you to reiterate this because there is, you know, it's easy to get scared. Uh, negative news sells much more quickly uh, than what the facts are. And, and I don't have all the facts. I don't have a, just minimal amount of facts from what uh, we've reported on GB Wire. Uh, in your opinion, uh, does this lab have anything to do with the water system in the city of Reedley? There's rumors going to be flying, hey, water system is not safe because of one lab that had a hose bib sticking out, you know, getting rid of some water or some fluids. Can you, do we have, can you share that information? You said something along those lines a few minutes ago. Can you reiterate that for our viewers? Yeah, so I think Nicole just shared exactly what City really did with the water testing and the air testing we did um, uh, on site there. So there really is no impact to City of, uh, City of Reedley's infrastructure, whether it be water or anything at that particular site. So, um, and we were monitoring any type of anomalies and health um, symptoms being presented in our emergency room. We were monitoring to see if any type of abnormal COVID variants were popping up in our population, either in the city of Reedley or um, with the County of Fresno population. And none of that was found at all during this, during this response. Got it. I mean, the, the water system, and I want to ask Nicole this, the water, systems are, it, the water system for cities is a sealed system you actually have to tamper with it, intentionally try to sabotage it to inject foreign objects or chemicals into any water system. Uh, so, you know, the, some, the, there's a question that, uh, from uh, Michael Schwab and Lana said, people are scared. Uh, uh, Councilmember Bredefeld's position is, you know, uh, assume that most public did not know about this lab and that we all understand that people are scared by the past COVID incidents. Uh, I mean, the, the yes, can people tap into and actually sabotage our water systems? Yes, they can. But you, you have to actually want to go in, dig up a pipe, put holes in a pipe, inject stuff. You have to actually intentionally want to do that. Uh, we don't have, do we have any evidence of that at this point? No, no evidence whatsoever. And I'm going to say that in California, it's more difficult than in most states to even do that because we have been mandated by the state to have certain anti-terrorist um, systems put into our water system. And I will tell you that the city of Reedley, which is not unique, uh, even though we are very small, 
we have incredible technology on our water system that sends out alerts if certain water um, quality isn't detected. Um, if too much chlorine, for instance, is in the system, if some foreign body is in the system, um, it alerts and it immediately shuts the system off and seals it. So um, I, I do absolutely understand the public's fear and concern about this. Water is life. I want to reassure the public there were no irregularities in our system whatsoever. You really could not go and dig up a, a pipe and try to inject something. We would get an alert. Um, and that, that may be where the overregulation of California really comes in handy. And I would say maybe um, some overregulation of labs could come in handy too. But I want to reassure the, the public that the water system was safe is safe. Nicole, that's really fantastic. This, what you just said is going to be uh, seen over and over again on GV Wire, on our website, and on uh, our social media outlets. Uh, that's really fantastic. I didn't know to the extent what, by which uh, water systems in the state of California are protected. So, you know, the conversation about is your water safe, uh, water your water, I said this is, it's, can I, can I use the word hogwash? Or is that, is inaccurate? It's a valid concern, but let's say we alleviate that. It's a valid the, concern. Darius, yeah, I got one little thing to say about that. Cities water in the state of California is more regulated than the bottled water you buy in the store. Yes. That's a great point. That's a great point, buddy. Yeah. So that's a valid concern. Let's say that it's a valid concern. Is my water contaminated? But it sounds like there's many steps taken to make sure nobody can tamper with the public water system in California, including Reedley and every city in Fresno County. So I want to ask our yes. panel. Is that, is, is that correct? Yes, Nicole, Buddy, Joe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. I want to ask Thank our you. entire panel a question. Thank you, Doris. Um, Thank you. So do you, in, in, in light of how everything's, things have played out in the media, do you think maybe it would have been a better idea if you can go back? Would you have had a press conference to announce this is what happened, this is what we're doing about it, and maybe be mm -hmm. more preemptive about it? <clears throat> Great question, um, I'm going to start with that one to say that our federal and state partners did not want us going to the public at all. Um, Joe and I have had conversations all along with, we got to get to the public eventually, got to get to the public eventually. Um, when you've got high-powered federal agencies and state agencies saying, we're still investigating, we don't want you to go to the public, um, you know, we're listening to them, right? Because we don't know what they know on the back end. So would I have changed anything? You know, frankly, um, Mr. Carbasi and Darius, no. I stand behind every decision I make. And one of those decisions was to listen to those federal and state agencies and not yet go to the public. And yes, I'm hearing it and they're taking out a piece of my backside. I get that. I, I am the leader, do that, take it out on me. But I, I say, I do not want to jeopardize investigations because I want to be able to fully prosecute when we have an opportunity. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, yeah, and I and I, I totally agree with Nicole here. There, as we were going through this decision-making process, as you heard from Nicole, this was an uh, this was City of Reedley and County of Fresno response. It was our decision when we started communicating um, with the public through the media and doing and moving forward. And at the same time, we wanted to make sure our federal and state agencies we are able to make sure the integrity of that investigation is intact. And so, and we think even as we're having this discussion today, we are still maintaining the integrity of those investigations and those federal and state agencies are continuing to move um, through their process. And that's the thing, um, government agencies, it takes time to pull and go through this process of investigation. 
And so we want to uh, let our federal and state partners go through and complete their process because like City of Reilly and County of Fresno had the same goal here. We don't want this to happen anywhere else in this community or frankly in the state of California or even in the United States as well. And so at the same time, we were finding that balance there completely. So definitely, you know, as we look at this um, communication stream here, we fully support the, the choice we made jointly together with City of Reilly and County of Fresno. And so we'll definitely take a step back in our after action report when this is all done, we'll evaluate this, absolutely we will. But definitely okay. we stand by the decisions that we made um, these past months. But that decision was made because there was no public health threat, correct? If that was the case, there would have been a different response? Absolutely, mm -hmm. if there was yes, any type have, of- We did have a plan. Um, City of Reedley had a very specific plan. Fire department and police department were aware of that and, and in case we had found something that was hazardous to the public. So you were absolutely right. Had something been found, this would have been very, very, very different. Yep. Very different if we found some, something in our surveillance or any of our clinical, any of our syndromic surveillance, it would have been a whole different type of response. I have a question from our Facebook Live from Eddie. Why no press conference after the information was leaked? Yep. So um, I'll take it first, Nicole, and you can shoot there. Um, we had lots of media requests. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to uh, really take each of those media requests here at the Fresno County Department of Public Health individually. So we started um, getting the word out, but we were dealing with multiple um, media requests coming in in a very rapid sequence. Got it. Oh, uh, Darius, there's yes, one other right. thing. This story was actually broke the first time by uh, a small Readley paper. That's correct. Readley, uh, was it uh, Readley Times or? Mid Valley Times. Mid Valley Times. Mid Valley Times. There yeah. you go. From Readley. Yeah, okay. and they broke this story, and I think it was at the end of June. Okay. Any other final comments before uh, we're a little bit over time? Uh, oh, one other question. Robert Wharton, are there Fresno water wells monitored? I, be, I believe uh, every water system in the state of California, public water system is monitored. Yeah, that more than your drinking water that you buy in the store. More than, yeah, you're, yeah. Our, yeah. Our potable drinking water is more monitored, Buddy, is, I think that's what Buddy's saying, than what we, what we actually buy in the store. Uh, okay, final yeah. comments, uh, one minute each, and then we'll wrap up because uh, we're basically out of time. Uh, we'll start with Joe, Nick, and then we'll go to Nicole, and then end with uh, Supervisor Mendez. Joe? You know, I just want to really thank our, our partnership with City of Reedley and all the federal and state agencies <laughs> here. They really came to the table to provide the expertise that we needed and really help guide this. But I do want to make it clear, this was a local response with assistance from federal and state resources. These decisions have been made to protect the, the public health, and this is what local control looks like. And so local control looks like this. We utilize the legal tools that were available to us to really mitigate this issue and maintain public health. Thank you, Joe. Uh, City Manager Zeba. Final comments would be um, to the public. Please understand it is, it is um, not our intent to hide information from you. It is our intent to absolutely protect you. And sometimes what that means, transparency is critical, but the timing of that transparency is also critical so that we can hold people accountable. Um, and I would say if there are other elected officials out there who are saying, wait, I wanna know what's going on. I have an office number, give me a call. 
Got it. Supervisor Mendez. Yeah, disinformation. Disinformation is very dangerous. And we and basically Gary Bredefell is out there spitting out misinformation. And I think Nicole and Joe pointed out why this wasn't out there before. And uh, that just shows that and the voters need to understand he does not understand county government. This isn't the circus. And I'm sorry for Mike because he has to be a participant in the circus they they have over there at City Hall. You, there are certain protocols you have to respect and you have to respect the great work that people like Joe Prado and some of the other county departments. And I want to point out that Nicole is probably one of the greatest city managers in the state of California. And I've worked Thank with you. her for nine years and I know. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Mendez, uh, uh, for those uh, comments and also Joel and Nicole. Mike? No, I just, uh, I want to thank our guests for coming on. I mean, this is unfiltered and, you know, this was a really a hot topic and there's a lot of information out there, but to have people that are directly involved come in and answer <laughs> questions directly, even questions live from the audience, makes a big difference. I wish the Department of Health, the California Department of Public Health would come on board. Maybe they will next week. We'd love that. But I just appreciate your willingness to come forward and talk about this. Now, I was very disappointed that I did not hear something from Nicole. I did not hear that your code enforcement officer is getting a raise. I didn't hear that. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, no, I want to commend uh, well, your, your city employee for doing that. Since this is unfiltered, she's getting a beer and a dinner from me. How there about you that? go. That's, that's a good deal. Um, no, but, but seriously, uh, this is a very, very serious issue. I'm glad we've had, I just want to reiterate three things. The three things that city manager Ziba said that were the three myths she wants to expose. One, there is no manipulation of viruses in that facility, never happened. Number two, the water and sewage systems really are safe. And number three, there is at this time no evidence that the Chinese government is trying to infiltrate the U.S. or especially with Lemoore being in proximity. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. So, and I want to say one more thing <clears throat> for Lamore. I don't think uh, Gary Bradafel could find a Lamore Naval Air Station without GPS. Say that again, buddy. Say that again, please. I, I, I said Gary Bradafel cannot find Lamore Naval Air Station without GPS. Okay. You know, without a you know a device to to get him there. Got okay. it. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, all your comments. Uh, City Manager Ziba, Joel uh, Prado, uh, County Department of Health, uh, Buddy, Mike. And my thoughts, my final thoughts is uh, knowing enough over the last really 24 hours, 24 to uh, 36 hours about this, uh, I'm glad that uh, City Manager Ziba took action swiftly, uh, knew what was uh, at hand, knew, knew what needed to be done, has a fantastic uh, code enforcement person by the name of uh, Jesslyn Harbor. Let's put that screen up. Let's put her image up one more time. Um, let's go. To, there we go. There she is. Um, she's the one that actually detected something goofy maybe going on in that building in Reedley and reported it and, and took it up. And city manager took uh, effective action. Um, thank you for that. Okay, there we go. And, uh, and thank you to Joe for... Uh, 
giving guidance uh, to our viewers and, and buddy for, uh, for your wisdom. We need to be concerned as these uh, public health issues arise, make sure we're taking it very seriously. Uh, we also don't want to over panic and overreact and, 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 and do something uh, uh, irrational. Uh, and it sounds like uh, the comments tonight uh, from Nicole, Joe, uh, and Buddy that uh, the water system is safe, that uh, yes, there's an issue, but there's going to be investigations. And there's, there is, we do know there's FBI investigations into this issue. Nicole can, cannot comment on that, and we get that. Uh, but uh, we'll, uh, this story will unfold, uh, and, and GVWAR will be there uh, to cover it. Uh, and more than likely, we'll have an update for everybody next uh, Tuesday. I'm sure a lot more information is coming out. Stay tuned for another uh, uh, in, a very highly interesting article from GVWAR uh, that will come out either late tonight uh, or first thing tomorrow morning uh, as we find more information about the ownership, what the issues were, uh, what was discovered, and, and how, how it rolls out. And, and really, more importantly for me, I want to ask our governor and county, I'm sorry, state of California Department of Public Health, what do you do? I want to know, what do you do to get to licensed labs? How many labs are out there in the state and how are you regulating them? And we are over-regulated as a building industry. I want to know how, how are these labs regulated? And we're going to get to that answer. We're going to ask our governor enough times or whoever's managing uh, state of California Department of Public Health to find out how many of these labs are out there in Fresno County, in Central California, really, and how are they being monitored uh, to, to make sure the public is safe? Uh, with that, thank you to our uh, awesome panel this evening, nice. Commander. And uh, have a safe and a great week, fantastically cool weather. Um, so enjoy that, and we'll see, we hope to see everybody next Tuesday. We'll have an update for you on this lab uh, in Reedley and where they're going uh, in, in Fresno, in the city of, back to city, city of Fresno, and all the other uh, information on this issue as it unfolds. Have a great week, everybody, and stay Thank safe you. and cool. Bye.